Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. I believe we're going to wrap up the Gospel of Mark today. Can you believe it? <laughs> and I do thank you so much for your, uh, not so much patience and endurance, okay? I hope not. Um, it's like nobody's making you join, right? But, you know, sometimes it, it takes a while to go through some things. It really does. And, you know, to persevere and press on all the way through. So we're at the end of Mark chapter 16, verse 19 says this. So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, and he's speaking uh, to the disciples, okay? And uh, when you look at the other Gospels, you find out that this is uh, later on from when he had said some things earlier. Remember what he'd said earlier? He'd come and reproach them, right? Then he told them to go into all the world. And then he told them uh, that the one who has believed and been baptized will be saved. And one who disbelieved will be condemned. And those that are believers will have signs that accompany them. And some of those signs are that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. They'll pick up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it won't hurt them. So if they pick up serpents, it won't hurt them. You see an example of that, Acts 28 with Paul. If they drink any deadly poisons, it won't hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. You see that in the epistle of James. So in verse 19, So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And again, there's other portions of the scripture uh, that speak a great deal about this, that verify all this thing, uh, what is said here in Mark. So a lot of times, remember what happens with these last verses, verses 9 through 20, people want to throw this out, okay? Well, no, you can't exactly do that, okay? What did Jesus do? He spoke to them. When you look at all the Gospels, you see the amazing things that he declared to them. Then he ascended on high, he was received into heaven, and he sits down at the right hand of God. And he's still there. <laughs> okay. He's still there sitting at the right hand of God. Now listen to what Hebrews 1 says about this. I'll just read a couple of examples from other portions of Scripture. And he, that's Jesus, is the radiance of his, the Father's, glory and the exact representation of his, the Father's, nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purifications of sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Yeah, it, that's wild. Isn't it? I mean, that's just some of the most amazing things to really think about it. Uh, Hebrews 8.1 says this. Now, the main point in what has been said is this. We have such a high priest who has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. Speaking of how Jesus is our high priest, Jesus is our Sabbath rest. Hebrews 10.12 says, having offered one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And that he sat down at the hand of the right hand, that's actually a quote out of the Old Testament. So you see all this uh, insight, all this verification of what's happening. Uh, let me read one more. Uh, out of Hebrews 12, uh, Verse 2, I'll just jump to the middle of it. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who, 
for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So that is what Jesus did for us. That is where he is now. Last verse of Mark chapter 16, verse 20. And they went out. So Jesus had told them to go, right? What did they do? They went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. Let me stop right there. There's one more sentence left. Uh, they did what Jesus told them to do. They went out and they preached, and they preached the gospel, and they preached the gospel everywhere. Did you notice what happened? While the Lord worked with them. Too often we go out and we try to preach, we try to teach, we try to do this, hoping the to do the work of the Lord. Well, okay, I understand. And I know how people are. People are pretty sloppy in their semantics nowadays. They're pretty sloppy in their language. Uh, they're pretty sloppy in their thought processes. And I tell you what, the, the greatest sloppiness I see is from the pulpit because people just prefer to use their own language, their own words, without any thought and consideration of what those words mean and how they're going to be received and how they're going to be understood. Notice how the Lord worked with them. They're working hand in glove with the Lord. They're working out what the Lord wants to do. And the Lord confirmed the word by the signs that followed. Again, that word signs is attesting miracles. That there were attesting miracles that followed. They went out. They preached the word. The word was confirmed by the miracles that occurred. Does that happen today? Yes, it does happen. It should happen far more today. Why does it not happen more? Because basically the Western church has rejected the attesting miracles. Now, we don't go in the sense of trying to create miracles to try to get people to believe. No, we go. We present the gospel. We preach it. We teach it. We proclaim it. People either believe or they disbelieve. Miracles will be confirming attesting things. Okay? And this strictly when the Lord works with them and when the Lord chooses to confirm in that way. Now, the last part of verse 20. And they promptly reported all these instructions to Peter and his companions. And after that, Jesus himself sent out through them from east to west the sacred and imperishable proclamation of eternal salvation. Yeah, now there's debate over that phrase right there. Some people say that that shouldn't be in the book of Mark. I think that's an error. Other people uh, actually have it where that phrase is at the end of the eighth verse, and they don't have verses 9 through 20, but that closes out the book. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's correct either, because what we have here and what I've read to you has stood the test of time the last couple of thousand years. And there's nothing that really changes anything within the balance of Scripture anyway. I love what it says here at the end, that Jesus himself sent them out from the east to the west, as far as you can go, okay? And he sent the sacred and imperishable proclamation of eternal salvation. Folks, that's the gospel message, the sacred message, the imperishable, the imperishable proclamation of salvation that's not just temporary, but salvation that is eternal, salvation that has come about in and through the Lord Jesus Christ at the behest 
of the triune God for the salvation of mankind and really, folks, all creation. No, it's a marvelous truth. It's a wonderful truth. So anyway, the Gospel of Mark. I think we'd do well to read it from time to time. Reflect upon what the Lord's revealing here. So anyway, thank you so much for your time. Come with me next time. We'll start a new little topic, new little subject here. I'll see y'all then. Goodbye.